Hi, Ross. Hey, Sam. Welcome. Hi. To my house. Back in Studio A. Back in Studio A. Uh, it has been much longer than a fortnight. It's fine. It's not our fault. Well, it is, but <laughs> it's not, not like anyone's holding us accountable. Yeah. Maybe if people did, it would be wouldn't have been longer than a fortnight. Yeah. Maybe we can set some sort of goal. Like if we release on time X number of times, oh, we can then like request a, a dollar on Patreon or something. Oh, I like or, to have a party. Or a party. I think that's a good idea. Ooh, bamboo party. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Welcome to Sam and Ross Like Things, episode 29. 29er. Yep. That's crazy. It isn't. It is crazy. This is the 29th episode of you and I yes. doing a podcast. Yes. In which mm-hmm. we both pick one thing each, different things, and talk yes. about why we like them. Why we, why we like them? There, yes. Yeah, and how. Why and how. Why, how. Uh, Who? And there are, yeah, it depends on the thing, you know. Right. Um, the, the standard Where? journalistic questions and the, the, the five W's and an H. Five? I don't know. Um, and we have other segments too. We've, I think we have a, we have a show format now, right? We do. There's, a, it can be outlined form. It is, is a follow up section mm-hmm. followed by the section of stuff other people like. First, we call this part right now the table of contents. <laughs> uh huh. And then we have a thing Sam likes and a thing Ross likes. And we have quick hits. Well, we switch it every week. Yeah. And then we have the glossary. So thank you, listeners. You now <laughs> <laughs> know the format of the show. One, our only rule is no hedging. Yep. So you, uh, can't say why you don't like a thing that you like. Yeah, you like what you like. You like what you like. Okay. All right. You ready to get into it? Yeah, let's do um first before we do Oh wait, right, we're in follow up. Did you not listen to the table of contents? I've I missed it. Okay. Can you do it again? <laughs> no. Just, <laughs> it's time for, for follow up. Yeah. Follow so up. So first, um mm-hmm. this was from my spouse. Uh, in our last episode, Kat. my spouse Cat, we may have implied that biking biking drunk is okay. It is not okay. It's dangerous. Yeah, dangerous. It's dangerous. So do not bicycle drunk. It's not our official position to bicycle drunk. Correct. That's a good follow-up. All right. Uh, my friend, Past Tense on Twitter, who has a secret profile, but says we can share this stuff uh, that he tweets me. First, he asks Ross, have you seen, uh, in regards to you liking movies that make you feel horrible last mm-hmm. episode, if you've seen a movie called Dear Zachary, A Letter to a Son About His Father. I watched it last week. Yeah. Did it make you feel horrible? So this is a He said, do no research, and I did not. But this is, I feel like it's important to know this is a documentary. And when the moment, and he's right, that it makes me feel terrible. And when that moment happened, it's like a double whammy because it's a a true dang story. Oh, no. And there is a twisty part where a terrible thing happens. And it it made me feel bad, but not in a way that I liked because it's true. Oh. (laughs) So I did watch it. It was good. It's worth watching. Okay. And he wanted us to know that the director of Old Boy is Park Chan-wook, and that Korean names are surname, first name, middle name. Yeah. I'm all, I always forget that. Get that messed up. And, yeah, so great. that's useful. Thank you. And then actual follow-up for me, I biked to work. Yes. My new job. But I also took the bus in. With the bike? With the bike on the front of the bus and then biked home. How did it tell me everything? So I got there with my bike and my normal bus stop pals were there and they like, looked at me and their eyes said, oh, you got a bike today, even though we never talk. Right. right. And nonverbal communication yeah. a lot. So the night before I had watched the video that told me how to do it, because there's a video on the GRTC website that says, here's how you do the bike rack banger. And then I knew I'd had to pull the thingy and I pulled it down. And the thing I was apprehensive about was which end do I put my front tire in? Yeah. Because the video didn't say. And it was labeled on the thing. Oh. Like front tire goes here. Is it labeled in a way that it could not be like scratched off or pulled off? Uh, I assume if someone tried real hard, they could probably scratch it off. 
But you but should, the label is clear. And the we'll label be, was clear. Okay. And so I put my front tire there and I pulled the thingy on it. And then I went on the bus and I said, hey, that was my first time. Did I do it right? And the bus driver, she's like, yeah. That's awesome. And it was no big deal. And I've done it again. Whoa. It really unlocks a lot of motion across the city. Yeah, it makes it so you can take a bus that might not be super close on the way home, like the Magic 37. Yep. And that's normally a 10 to 15 minute walk for me. But with the bike, it's like two minutes. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. It is. And now you have to try it. <sighs> I have a lot of anxiety about that. I know you do. But I'll I will do my best. It's getting cold to ride bikes. So yeah, that will be my excuse for a while. Um, I have two follow-ups. Okay. One, I've been binge listening to my dad wrote a porno. Isn't it great? Man, is it funny. I want to thank friend of the show, Liz White from One Virginia 2021 for telling it me about that. is such an improvement to my life. I have been laughing. You know when you try to laugh and you can't make a sound, so you just like shake oddly? Mm-hmm. I have done that. Pomegranates? Yeah, dude. I have done that many times in a bus sitting next to humans. I did it in a plane. I've done it at a urinal. <laughs> <laughs> and... Every time I feel so embarrassed, but it is just so funny and so good. It is. So it is wonderful and excellent. It's worth listening to. Yes. If you are a grown up. Yeah. If you are a grown up, it is definitely not safe for work in many ways. Um, right. It's safe for headphones at work. Yes. Well, I don't know if unless you want to like shake silently and that <laughs> if that's not part of your work culture, it might yeah. not be great. <laughs> Uh, and then the second bit of follow-up related to movies that make you feel terrible. Mm -hmm. uh, the whole entire season three of Black Mirror, save one episode. Yeah, made you feel. Does this excellently, especially this episode called Shut Up and Dance. I haven't seen it yet, but. This is, you have homework. So you have a bit of have homework. homework. We watched the first episode, the Meow Meow Beans episode. Yeah, it was good, right? Yep. That one didn't really make me feel super terrible. But no, because I had seen it on Community. And it was all, I don't know what you're talking about, but it was so almost. So there's an episode of Community where they develop, there's an app developer and te beta test is on campus. Basically, you rate everybody on campus mm -hmm. um, from one to four Meow Meow Beans. Uh-huh. And then they developed this futuristic society within a day where the fives <laughs> rule. And that was like, oh, this is this Black Mirror episode is Meow Meow Beans. Yeah. Meow Meow Meow. When you get a set, when someone reaches lows, goes Meow Meow Meow. Go and, go, and look, go and watch Shut Up and Dance. We'll get there. There'll be no, there, and there, you can watch them out of sequence. Like there's no. Yeah, but then. But what? I guess you could. Yeah, but there's then, no, nothing like connects them. But then you'd have to like, wouldn't Netflix get confused? Oh, it would. Yes. Um. So that, that was my little, little bit of follow up there. Follow up. All right. This Sam. Yes. Samuel. Ross Yule. This list of stuff other people like is overwhelming. It's not overwhelming. I'd say it's whelming at best. It's <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's a challenge, people out there. Uh, I thought this was great because in in today's today's in today's political climate, yeah, in today's political climate, it's hard to find stuff to like sometimes. So things have changed in in the world, and so it's nice to know that people still like things. And uh, this is an amazing list. So Doug Orleski likes eBay, and I saw him in person, and he's just been eBaying all kinds of stuff, comics especially like old Archie comics and stuff. Oh, Zach, what, what else has he been eBaying? That's all he said to me. I don't, oh, I don't know. I love running into him. He, yeah. It makes it feel like a neighborhood. Maybe he'll follow us up with, awesome. with more things. Um, Zach Beer likes do-it-yourself home projects, Minecraft, Lego, building fires, throwing parties, and the sounds of kids being happy together. Oh, that's great. Um, okay. Yeah. I, he, he, um, he invited my son to play Minecraft with on his Minecraft situation, yeah, which has been awesome. And, and like is maybe the digital version of all those things he likes, but in a Minecraft world. It is. Uh, Matt Fisher likes the Bad Religion Christmas album. Cool. 
Max Happy Can. I don't couldn't tell if this was a joke or not, but the Vandals Christmas album, Oi to the World, that's a wonderful album. I would tra- the spirit of this podcast is people are not head- like giving us yeah, sarcastic yeah. things. That's true. Um, he also likes the new Homecoming podcast, which I don't know what that is, but I like yeah. podcasts, so I'll look into that. And Staining My Fits. Now, is he pulling like a Huck Finn on us? No, because I talked to him about this too. And okay. He actually had to stain his fence. Okay, and he liked it. He's not just trying to trick us to whitewash his fence? I think so, yeah. <laughs> uh, Florence likes dragons, hands... This has to be a typo, right? Hands for house? Maybe not. Hands for house. What is that? This is a great it's thing. It's probably a typo because the next one is drag it. <laughs> I, I typed these in. I didn't copy paste. Drag it. Tra- <laughs> target. Target. <laughs> drag chic it. and it. chic filet. <laughs> Guys, eggnog. Chic um, filet Christmas trees. Yeah, and Christmas trees. This was, a, you know how last time we had, we had Halloween fall stuff? Mm-hmm. This year we're like 100%. Full bore into like holidays. Thanksgiving never happened. Yeah, Chris Dovey likes Christmas classic Christmas carols and manners. Yeah, um, I also enjoy classic Christmas carols. I think those mean like post World War II is what we're after, right? Like Bing Crosby, yeah, style. Um, Stephen Day likes the Kickers, our local soccer team. Cayman Gordon likes puppies. Aww. everyone likes puppies. Um, Brian Cannon likes the Colbert Christmas album. Yeah, is that um, something? Yeah, that's a thing. Is that a, like a he sings? There's like a Christmas special on Comedy Central, and he sings and has guests and stuff. And oh, that sounds yeah. lovely. John Sarvey likes his pediatrician. Always good to have a good pediatrician. Um, Ashley Ray likes Good Girls Revolt on Amazon Prime and Alexa. And I hadn't heard of Good Girls Revolt. I don't know what that is. Um, Liz Morton likes Christmas Tree Farms. Do you remember last time I said Liz Morton was the biggest fan of Christmas in the entire world? See, look, not lying. Christmas Tree Farms. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce this person's name. Zelig? Zelig? Zelig. Jones likes a bunch of other words that I can't pronounce, but I think they're all Bollywood related. So Bahu. Bahubali, yeah. Bajirao, and then... Uh, Mastani. Yeah, and Mary Comb. Basically, Bollywood is putting out some pretty impressive and accessible flicks. Cool. Bollywood is awesome. Um, Kirsten all likes cutting down Christmas trees at a tree farm. Also known as Chris as Tress. <laughs> Listen, dude. Uh, she also likes puppies and Google Home. That's the second Google Home. People like Google Home. Home. Uh, Google Holly Home. Gordon likes Gilmore Girls. Oh, Gilmore Sunshine. Girls. Neighborhood walks, glitter, and anticipation, which anticipation. I'm I'm just assuming she means the Nintendo NES game. Anticipation. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Crystal Pool likes Westworld, and dude, that show is good. I haven't seen it. Ryan Rin likes $6 pictures of Natty Bo at City Dogs. He does. I did one. You normally do all of these. No, I like I was just going to let you go with the next half. <laughs> Uh, and I will say that City Dogs has $6 pictures of Natty Bo. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Keep going. That was good. <sighs> Jenny Fisher likes doulas, baby wearing dance classes. Wait, that's sort of three <laughs> that's things. two things. You can, now you got to <laughs> sort through my typos. Yeah, right. doulas and baby wearing dance classes. Oh, awesome. Where I guess you dance while. I'll let you do the rest. Wearing, okay, wearing a baby. Uh, Andrea Allman likes brunch at Lucy's and this specific thing, which is going to blow your mind. Lemon pound cake, French toast. That's one item. Lemon pound cake, French toast. Mm-hmm. With blueberry syrup and sides of bacon, and home fries because it's brunch. Of course. That sounds amazing. It does. Jen Sender likes trail running, therapy pets, old-fashioned ice cream parlors, and St. Nicholas Day. Is that different than... I didn't know. Than Christmas? Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to say it's a it's a, it's a a charming way of referring to Christmas. Oh, okay. Jason James likes a sunny autumn day on which to ride one's bike to a great coffee house. Oh. That's good, right? It is good. Cheryl Johnson likes Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. You love Taco Tuesday. I love tacos. Um, Kelly Blanchard likes Thanksgiving leftovers, bourbon when it's cold outside, swell water bottles, essential oil diffusers, graphic novels for kids, and wool socks. All great things. Dude, this this list keeps going. I'm going to keep going. Justin Brickett likes lingerie, not on me. Not on you, Ross, or not on you, Justin? Either, maybe. Probably. And the dudes from Beer Bowl, which is a long thing story. Um, Julie Pence likes Pennies from Heaven as a Christmas song. You familiar? Uh-uh. Me neither. Tim Allen's The Santa Claus, which totally am familiar mm-hmm. with that. Thanksgiving leftovers, 
and not going Black Friday shopping. Yeah, I'm, I'm into that. Me too. Brad Carr likes running a cheap fountain pen into the ground. I love me a fountain pen. Yeah? Yeah. Like um, Not like a dip into the, into no, the inkwell. No, no. It's a fountain pen. It's got its ink inside it. Is that the, is that the definition of a fountain pen? What is, the thing, what is the thing where you dip? A quill? <laughs> a goose's feather. <laughs> Sit down, John. I've never seen you write with a goose's feather, Sam. Uh, R.A. likes the Babysitter's Club Club podcast. Google Home. There's the second thing of Google Home, Sam. I didn't know where it went earlier. Listening to Christmas music. Cat, your spouse. She likes Christmas lights. And then, get ready for this. This is a big one. Giles Harnsberger likes all these millions of things. Dance parties at Babes. Whoa. Sidewalk chalk murals. Uh-huh. The quacking ducks of Shields Lake. Yep. Which I feel like should be a gang. A boy gang. a small Like a boy gang of Richmond. The quacking ducks of Shields Lake. Or a hockey team. Oh. Riding bikes and riding bikes to breweries. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and riding those said bikes to the south of the James Market to sample cheese. Sausage honey. This maybe is some... I copy-pasted this one, dude, so don't blame me. I'm just going to read it as is. Riding bikes and riding bikes to breweries and to South of James Market, samples of cheese, sausage honey, and, of course, Mrs. Yoder's Donuts. Okay. Dark as Dark Coffee, Chance the Rapper, periodical sections of the revamped VCU Library, baking wacky holiday cookies, face painting on some occasions, international food meccas of Parham West, Broad Street, and Midlothian Turnpike. She says ditto on the puppies. And... Supporting your friend's many band projects. That was great, Giles. That was really great. That was a lot of things people liked. I love the liking of things. I love liking things. I brought you a disposable fountain pen. The uni- This looks... Oh, I was expecting a uni-ball situation when I opened this pen cap. No. That was a live reaction right there. You yep. got my O. Um, this looks like the thing I would dip into the into Yeah, the but thing. the fountain pen has the fountain of ink from which it draws. Within. Mm-hmm. I am. I think I would make a mess of my hands. It takes a little practice, mm. but you feel like you write a letter, mm-hmm. you look at your hands, and you feel like you've done something. I think Susan, Susan's into stuff like this, these things. Um, maybe you should Tools. like one. <laughs> <laughs> Writing implements, including the goose feather. Um, yeah, maybe you should like this as a prime thing. I would like to learn more about this pen. Okay. Anyway, Sam, here we are. We are here. Samuel. Yes. I have to put this pen down or I'm going to fidget with it loudly for the rest <laughs> of the evening. Um, the thing you like this week, yeah. Bill and Ted's excellent, excellent adventure. Well, just to clarify, it's actually both Bill and Ted movies, okay. Bill and Ted's excellent adventure and Bill and Ted's bogus journey. So let me ask you one question before we even start. Uh-huh. Bogus journey. Okay. Continue. Sure. So I like the Bill and Ted movies. They were, uh, childhood favorites that for the most part hold up. Yeah. I still enjoy watching them. Do you know the dates of these movies or Welcome place me in, place me in time? 2688. The air is clean. The water's clean. Even the dirt is it's clean. clean. Bowling averages are way up. Mini golf scores are way down. We have the most bodacious water slides anywhere in the galaxy. I, I don't like water slides, to be honest. Anyway, so I, li- I like these movies. George Carlin, Keanu Reeves, Alex yeah. Graves. Yeah. So tell me. Um, I don't know how I discovered them. I believe we had VHS copies of them Yeah. Uh, in my house because we had the giant wall of VHSs. And... Bill and Ted was an excellent adventure. It was a go-to movie. So I would wake up way too early on Christmas morning, like two in the morning, and my parents would be like, rrr, rrr. And I one Christmas watched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure six times waiting for my family to Before get up. Before your family woke up? Uh-huh. That's too early to be awake, Sam. Hey. Your parents were probably just like, ugh, yep. whatever it takes, get out of here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, they didn't give it to me. Like, I had full control of the VCR at that point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so the for those of you not familiar, the first movie is a story. <laughs> Scoff. About uh, two aspiring musicians, Bill and Ted, Bill and Ted, 
who need to pass their history exam or else they will, one of them will be shipped off to, to military school. And this guy named Rufus comes in a telephone booth. When I showed this to my daughters, they're like, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> and they go through time and collect personages of historical significance to come back and help them with their history report. And they 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 marry, they meet some princesses. Spoilers. Okay, sorry, spoiler sorry. alert. All right. Yeah, they meet some princesses, and it turns out that their music is the foundation of uh, universal peace. Yeah. Um, I have things that I think about a lot from this movie. Yeah. Do you have parts that are your favorite? Well, and, and to be honest, I only really remember Excellent. Is there Excellent Adventure is the first one, right? It is. And Bogus Journey is the Bogus second. Bogus Journey is where they die and go to hell. Oh, I, okay, yeah. This is non, 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 non heinous. Uh, yeah, yeah there are things about this movie that I still quote. Um, you killed Ted, you medieval dickweed. <laughs> Socrates, look Soc- him up yeah. under Socrates. Yeah, Socrates. Sometimes it took me a long time to realize he was not Socrates. Socrates. Maxine of Arc. Yeah. <laughs> she was in the Go-Go's. Was she really? Yeah. I think my thing, my favorite words from that are dust, wind, wind dude. dude. Yeah, I think about that all the time. Yep. Uh, I don't know how much I have to say, but that I like these movies. So a sequel came out, and at the time it was PG-13. Dang. And I got to see it, and I was too young, but I saw it anyway. I almost feel like the first one is a little too... I mean, I think we've watched it with JR, and I was, there are moments where I'm like, ooh. Yeah, um, I'm not allowed to hedge. You can... You, the, disclaimers aren't hedges, I don't think. Okay. There are, in the movie, uh, homophobic jokes yeah. that don't hold up. Yeah, it was the time, right? I think it might. there are some teachable moments, perhaps, in, right. the, in the movie. There are homo- homophobic jokes that do not hold up. Yeah. Not that they were funny then, but I didn't know any better then, and that's mm-hmm. not an excuse, but yep. like, ooh, ee, right. ee. And there are some mild sexual jokes. 69, dude. It took me a long time <laughs> in my life yeah, before but there are I jokes got that joke. that kids don't get when they're kids, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So 69, dudes, or I have a full-on robot, robot chubby. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's from Bogus Journey. And like, I remember um, they were real into, the, into Iron Maiden, the Iron Maiden. Yeah. And I didn't get that either. Yeah, that that was an in- instrument of torture. Yeah. Well, no, I did not know that was a or band. Or that was a band. <laughs> <laughs> I was not the coolest kid at the time. Yep. So there were two movies. The second one, Bogus Journey, they die and go to hell and then go to heaven. And then they come back and win the Battle of the Bands, which is being run by Pam Greer. But it's actually George Carlin inside a Pam Greer costume. <laughs> That sounds amazing. And they do great things in both movies with time travel that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Like, remember a trash can? And then that basically says, okay, once we win, we come back and we set up a, an elaborate trash can to fall on my dad's head. Right. With the keys. With the keys. Um, so other than other than like watching it 12 times on Christmas Eve, yeah. is there reasons that it stuck with you for the last... Well, I mean, it's been 20 years. 15 years, right? Uh, it's just fun. Mm-hmm. And the idea that two stupid people can be responsible for world peace. Yeah. I don't think is all that ridiculous. Yeah, so true. And I mean, hearts of gold, right? Yeah. Heart of gold. They are. They love unabashedly. They're just dumb. <laughs> yeah, that's true, man. They do love unabashedly. Yeah. And they um they like stuff. They like stuff. And, and they uh, care about the people they care about. They care about everybody, really. They really do, yeah. And they befriend death. They, de- de- they befriend Martians. They... A friend Billy the Kid and Socrates and Genghis Khan and Abraham mm-hmm. Lincoln and San Dimas High School football rules and I love that at the end, <clears throat> as an adult, I love at the end that they were like truly. This is spoilers too, I guess. They learned. They totally learned, and they were like not only did they learn, they were into 
what they learned. They were like excited about it. Mm -hmm. And like as like an old person now with a kid, it's like, look, it can be cool. And I guess that's like what what Hollywood is out to do the whole time. Yeah. Uh, But it works, I think. Sneak some learning in there. Right. I don't know if it's historically accurate learning, though. Does it matter? (laughs) Yeah. What else? Tell me. Um, so you like Bogus Journey better. Tell me why. It is a, I think, a better story. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is elegant in its simplicity. The second one, uh, I mean, they have to deal with life and death, and they actually care about their their girlfriends who they're going to propose to. And so these are the same girlfriends from movie one. Yeah, right? the, the, the princesses. Princesses, and they have to um, navigate all aspects of the afterlife, and they basically befriend everyone along the way, and then they come back and sing a kiss song and <laughs> cool make full use of the time machine. And there's a mega happy ending. And I'm a sucker for a mega happy ending. It, it seems very like a very classic. It has to be early 90s, right? Yeah. It's because it has like some of those 80s. I'll put it in this way. Like I like Bogus Journey better in the same way I like Return of the Jedi the best because I, again, I'm a sucker for mega happy endings. Yeah, that's awesome. And have you sh- have you shown the first one to your kids? Yeah, I've shown the like? first one to my kids and they didn't get any of the grown up jokes. Mm-hmm. And they were just happy to be watching a movie. Right. I don't know what they thought about it. It's been, it was a year, a couple years ago. Right. Do you own these on in any way? I do. Yes. I bought whatever DVDs came out, then the special DVD box set that came out, and then probably bought them on iTunes. Too. Does does the does the collection have a standalone name? Uh, probably. I would love to know what it is. <laughs> I don't know. We threw away all our DVD boxes. Yeah. It's like Bill and Ted's excellent collection. Right. Name like that. What's that dude up to these days? Is he up to anything? Alex Winter. Is he or Keanu Reeves? <laughs> Or George Carlin. George Carlin's dead. I know he's dead. Um, Keanu Reeves is still alive. Yes. He's doing stuff. The other guy. Alex Winter? Yeah. He does a lot of voice acting, I think. Whoa, really? Yeah. Fascinating. Would you Would you be into... A third movie? Yeah. Yes. Is there, is there rumors or words or anything? Probably not. I think it's been expressed. And has ever- it been expressed by not Keanu Reeves? I think he said something like, yeah, if schedules and like he's, it doesn't sound like he's opposed to it. Right. But yeah. So old. And I just like that there's such a stupid movie that causes a very specific nostalgia for people of a certain age. Mm -hmm. Right. Like two years in either direction. And people are like, what, what the hell? Right. Right. But if you're right in that, like born between 79 and 82. Right. (laughs) You know, you know all the Bill and Ted lines, and nobody else does. It's one of those shibboleth movies for the people who were born. What is that word you said? Shibboleth. I've seen that word written before. What does that mean? It's a like a secret code word to identify people who are of your kind. It's from the oh, Bible. I, so that explains so much lately in the in the political twitters. I've seen that come up as like dog whistle type language. Yeah. Right. Would that be used? I guess it's not so much meant to hide, pretend one thing is another, but it more a code word that you would say to identify your own people. That's fascinating. But it's not so much hiding, trying to mask your thing from other people, like to make them, it's not like propaganda Mm -hmm. in the way that I would think dog whistle things tend to be, Mm -hmm. right? It's more like, hey, you know this thing. I immediately know. You know what's funny is that until this moment in time, I had never considered that there are people who haven't <laughs> watched, watched this Ted. movie and like know all the stuff. There are. That blows my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I know, I'm going to ask my young, my young people friends. Your young, your millennial friends? My millennial friends and see, and, and, and see if you, if you, what you're saying bears out. Cause I, I, I don't know if I can believe it. What is their thing? Their thing's probably like Pokemon. 10 things I hate about you. That movie's amazing. So that movie's it's, amazing. It's probably not that. that. No, it's probably yeah. not that. <laughs> okay. I got some homework to do. Yeah. I'm curious. If you are a millennial and so, you listen it, to the show. Yeah, yeah. So let's define, like if you are, Born after 1985. 1985 somewhere. How about if you don't know Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, you tell us what year you were born. 
Oh, that's a way easier way to do it. <laughs> right? That's a way easier way. Yeah. Like it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I like these movies. Uh, I'm going to watch them again. They're comfort movies. They're yep. comfort movies. Yeah. And they do do it for me. Well, cool. What else? Do you have anything else you want to tell no, me? That's it. Yeah, I like these. A, I like the movies. That's a good, wholesome like. I like it. Yeah. Ross. Sam. We are drinking something now that you like. Yes. And if you couldn't tell. I, I, my ice cube's yeah, gone. My so ice cube's like gone. slopping around in the cup. Um, Ross, you like, very specifically, year old eggnog yeah year old eggnog all right you're drinking it i'm drinking it fingers crossed it's amazing (laughs) what yeah so i have to at the very top give credit to brandon fox and she's a food writer in town um and like a bunch of years ago she mentioned that she makes her own eggnog and i love i love these like culinary adventure projects kind of um stuff where it's like oh like brewing beer is similar Mm -hmm. where it's like normal people just buy beer I think it fills that same do-it-yourself vibe that Zach was talking about and yeah. are th- things other people like where I don't want to build things with my hands so much. No. But I do enjoy a challenge of like, you wouldn't normally make this food thing, um, brewing beer, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. So she shared with me this recipe. And it's this is like a there's a guy that this recipe comes from for eggnog. Fieri? Nope. Uh, his name's his last name's Hunt. I forget what his first name is. And the, the legend is that this is sometime... I'm gonna get my wars mixed up here, Sam. Sure. I don't think it would be World War II because there's no, we weren't, we didn't have soldiers in China, right? Yes, we did. Did we? Yep. Okay, so maybe World War II, where there were Americans and, and other allied country folks. Um, mm-hmm. So this American guy learns this eggnog recipe from someone in China on a military base, brings it back to America, and it and has started. And his name's Hunt. His that's this Hunt guy, and he had these eggnog parties, and from there. This recipe for eggnog has spread. Wow. Um, I'm just going to read the recipe out loud so you can get an idea for what goes into making your own eggnog. Okay. You take a big giant bowl. Mm-hmm. It has to be metal. Okay. I do not know why. Any Must- particular type of metal? It can't, it can't, Liquid metal? The, <laughs> <laughs> like you can find T- a T-1000, <laughs> convince the T-1000 to form into a bowl. Right. You're fine. Yep. Um, there's a lot of specific things, and I don't know the reason for them. Uh, metal bowl, 12 egg yolks. Okay. Two cups of sugar. What does reserve the whites mean? I will get to that. Okay. So 12 egg yolks. You can, it says to keep the whites, but we'll get to it. Um, two cups of sugar, a liter of bourbon. <laughs> four ca- I'll have a liter of bourbon. Yeah. Let me tell you this. If, if you haven't poured one liter of bourbon into another container, you haven't lived yet. It's okay. awesome feeling being like, I'm making a thing. It takes forever. It takes so long to pour one liter of bourbon into a bowl. Into anything, especially your yeah. face. Yes. Uh, don't pour a liter of bourbon into your face. One quart of whole milk, one cup of heavy cream, three quarters cup cognac, one half cup Myers dark rum, and a pinch of salt. <laughs> a pinch of salt. Yeah. So that is the recipe for homemade eggnog and what you do is you just mix that up until it's uniform in consistency and then you put it into containers and what we usually do is we went for the whole for the whole milk we'll buy um those like homestead creamery glass half gallon jugs and you keep the glass yeah and so this makes about a gallon so you have two half gallons and and it fills both those up like three quarters of the way then you take that you wrap it in aluminum foil with shiny side out there's an unshiny side to aluminum foil Look at look at there's there's a more matte side and a more reflective side. Matte and glossy. Yeah, and you put this. Really? Sh- yeah, go look. I'm not making this up. Hold on. Okay, we're gonna Sam's gonna verify. He's Sam. Sam's actually fact checking me live. It's all the way to the right. All right, for science, I have a 365 Everyday Value brand aluminum foil, 75 square feet, and I am. Uh, 
pulling it out of the thinger. And I'm gonna rip a little off, the smallest amount I can rip. See? I can I can tell no difference. What? Look, fold it over. You can totally tell the difference. I can see there is a difference. Yeah, that's right. So there is a shiny side, and for some reason they're both shiny. One is, one is more. Shinier. One is shinier. So wrap these containers. That w- this was. I have. I just had a conversation with you that I had with my six-year-old son. I feel like <laughs> when he was six, and it was actually dad. Um. Anyway, so you wrap the the glass containers in aluminum foil, shiny side out, and then you let it age for at least three weeks, but preferably up to a year. Up to a year, or my friend Daniel White yeah. emailed me this year and was like, "Hey, I uh, I'm drinking eggnog from 2012, and he's still alive." Okay. So you can, you can go even longer if you'd like. Cat, did you know that aluminum foil has different sides? Yeah. See. They're both shiny. One shinier. <sighs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, okay. So I don't. And he's still alive, so you can age it longer. So at least a year. And yeah. what happens over the course of that year? It just tastes delicious, or? Yeah, it mellows. So the idea is that there's enzymes in the egg yolks, in the sugar, or in the egg yolks, and it does a thing to combine all the flavors. So when you first make it, it's harsher, and you can kind of taste the eggy part and the boozy part and the sugary part and the dairy part. And as you let it sit, all that stuff kind of like combines into one unified. Like a Voltron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it gets a little thicker um, and the color gets a little more, you can kind of see, you guys can't see on the on the show, but it is it is tan-ish. I think it mm-hmm. gets more golden-y as, it goes, as time goes by. Um, and what you're supposed to do with the egg whites, you're supposed to, when you're ready to serve it, you beat the egg whites into like egg white fluff yeah. and fold it into the eggnog. So you have a... That sounds hard. Yeah. And I, I prefer my way to drink it is a little bit in the bottom of a jar with a ice cube. Which is it. how we're drinking it. Yeah. Which is how we're drinking it now. So did you say you refrigerate it? Yes. Okay. You have to refrigerate Well, I assume you have right. to refrigerate it, but and yeah. What's, why did the... What does the aluminum foil, aluminum foil do? No one knows. Okay. I don't do the aluminum foil anymore. I used to, and then I was like, what does this even do? This whole thing. It doesn't do it. It probably blocks light. That's what they say. I don't, I I think, I think it's from when maybe we didn't have refrigeration everywhere or we didn't want to, probably it was like dad wants to make eggnog and needs a space in the refrigerator for one entire year. And someone else was like, no, you cannot have space. I was about to ask, um, our refrigerator at times is barren and at times is full. You have to dedicate an entire space for a year. You do. And it just sits there. But after you get past the pain point, it just becomes part of your refrigerator. It becomes a part of you. Yeah. (laughs) And it's fine. Uh, (laughs) And so really what you need to do, the first time it's tough getting started um, because you're going to want to drink it, but it won't be ready. You got to let it age at least three weeks. So what I always do is the Saturday or the Saturday after Thanksgiving, like two Saturdays after Thanksgiving, I will make a batch. And that way in, in a couple of weeks, you'll at least have something drinkable by by Christmas. Okay. But I'm to the point now where I have enough from last year that I'll be fine through Christmas, but I'm going to make this year's batch specific and only will we will I open it up next year. So I'm a year ahead now. Sounds Sounds amazing. I mean, what do you think? You're drinking some right now. It's really good. It yeah. tastes like it tastes like winter, mm-hmm. but the warm part of winter where you're under a blanket. It does, right? Mm-hmm. I love it. It's it's a thing I only drink during the winter. You know, um, it's got tons of bourbon in it, which, like someone said, in the stuff we like, like bourbon is such a good wintry alcohol. Uh, it's great. I do have some do, food safety who things. Do you, who do you share this with? Oh, yeah. So I think it's a great party trick. It's 
If you want to be a popular dude at a party, bring year old eggnog to the party, just in a jar, however much, and then be like, guys, I have year old eggnog. And people will be like, what? That's year old eggnog. And then some people will be really stoked to drink it. And some people will be too afraid to drink it. Right. Uh, but it's always, it's like a fun, fun party trick. Cool. Uh, so I, I'll have a ton next year. I'll have I'll have a whole You've gallon. Dedicated more refrigerator space. No, it's just I've I've like you know the first year you ha- everything you drink a lot because you don't have any from last year. Right. And so as the years have gone by, I've built up more and more for next year. So now that I'm a whole year ahead, I'll have a whole gallon basically next year to like give away to people and be more generous with. Is this why you have a generator in case the power goes out? No, but I would have thrown <laughs> it out. Like our power did go out for like several days, but we had the generator. So we were able to run the refrigerator the whole time. That just would feel even more awful if you were had something that was yeah. 10 months old. So my friend and pastor Eric also makes year old eggnog. And I think he ended up, he either, he either kept his, which is maybe not the best idea, but also like, it's a good time to drink it though. That's the thing. So if the power goes out in sure. the summer, you just have a big party. It's like, Hey, we got to drink the eggnog tonight. And then everyone drinks the eggnog. Yeah. We had a big backyard grill all the meat. Party. Right. Yeah, exactly. So it's good. There is some food safety stuff. Yeah, tell that me about that. I don't believe in food safety, but. Well, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? You don't believe in food safety? Yeah, not really. It's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> like everyone. I get being like. It fell on the floor. There's no such thing as the five second rule, whatever. Yeah. But like you will not eat raw pork. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> sure. Yeah, I probably won't eat raw pork, but like we're, it's fine. But I understand some people don't have such a cavalier attitude about food safety. Sure. And so there is some science about the safety of eggnog. And but it's a little it's I don't know. The science isn't super strong. Sure. But the idea is that the amount of alcohol in there, because it's about half alcohol. Sure. By volume. That'll kill anything. So that's the idea is that it'll kill every, kill anything. And winemakers are, are fine with wine being about 8% and the idea that that amount kills whatever bad things are floating around in the wine. Mm-hmm. And this is about 20%. So All right. Yeah, it's safe. And I, what I always like to do is like before Thanksgiving this year, I tested all my jars. Like I drank some as a good scientist. Right. Just, just. Yeah. And then I was fine. And well, so now I you feel. You slept it off and then you were fine. <laughs> right. I, I didn't, <laughs> uh, I wasn't hemorrhaging internal fluids from either end. Uh, after drinking year old eggnog, so I feel it's fine. always a good sign. <laughs> yeah, always a great sign. So I feel fine bringing it places and and saying, "Try this year old eggnog." Oh, this is delicious, and I highly recommend you all try some of Russ's year old eggnog. Or... I highly recommend you make your own. Recipe will be in the show notes. Recipe in the show notes. Make Super your own. Super easy. Let us know how it goes. Oh, I do want to. Can I say one Ooh. more thing about the recipe? Yes. I think while I don't believe in food safety very much, mm-hmm. I think you would be you would. Be, what's the word I'm looking for? It would be to your advantage to it would behoove you. It would behoove you to buy good eggs. Like yeah, the eggs are the critical part. So spend like whatever the five or six seven dollars on like the nice eggs. Sure. Rather than the one dollar on not like, the grade F. Yeah, don't get the grade F. <laughs> just spend whatever it takes. We think it came from a chicken. Yeah, and just use the nice eggs. Yeah. Is a good place. That's that's as far food safety as I would worry about it. And bourbon, like you have to think, like this is going to sit for a whole year. You don't want to use the good bourbon. Like, no. Just I use I always use um Evan Williams. Just Evan Williams Green, chug a lug right in that bowl. And, yeah, you're pouring a liter of it in there. Yeah, you're not using the the egg and the cream is the flavor. The bourbon right. is just there to booze it up. Yeah, booze it up. That was great, Ross. Thanks, man. Whew. I'm eggnogged up. Yeah, I'm eggnogged but out. You know, you know what time it is, though, right? I do. It's time for quick hits. Quick hits. I don't even have any quick hits this week. Well, I've got one. Great. So you and I, we had uh, some beers. Friend of the show, Scott. That guy was awesome. He continues to be awesome. Yeah, he didn't die. He's still He's awesome. And we talked about many things, but one of those things was comics because Mm -hmm. he's in the comics industry. Yep. And he's a comics creator. He is a comics creator. And 
he told us that we should check out Comixology's Unlimited thing, which... If you don't know, it's digital comics and there's an all-you-can-eat plan of certain yep. things. And I did that and he says his one of his favorite comics of all time is Hellboy. And I had just seen the movie and mm-hmm. didn't know anything about it. So I went and got the free month of Comixology and read the first volume of Hellboy as soon as we got home that night. And then re- read the second and then the third and kept reading. And it is amazing. I know it's weird to say like, hey, this thing that everybody <laughs> likes is awesome. Yeah. But it totally is. And I actually liked it so much that I bought myself a present, which was um, the first two volumes in paper. And I'll show two. Whoa. Oh, I, I didn't realize. So I saw a picture of this book that you're handing me right now on the whoa on the internet. And I did not realize that it it was so beautiful. It's like iPad 12 inch pro size, bigger. It's huge and, and hardbacked. Mm-hmm. It's called the library edition. Whoa, yeah, this is beautiful. So the story's good too? Oh, the story's the amazing. Is amazing. Story and art. And I see why Scott likes it. Well, I mean, why? You know, everyone, humans like it. It is really good. I enjoy, so for the listener, um, normal comics, the the page is white and the panels are placed Mm -hmm. on the white page. But this one, so far, at least as I'm looking, this whole section is in black, which is cool. Yeah, the first volume is all black background and the second volume is white background. Mm, Cool. Well, this is nice. That's a good quick hit. It is a great quick hit. I got that at Philosophy Comics. I basically walked in and said, hey, I've been reading Hellboy. I think I want to own this, but I want to own a like a real nice version. Mm-hmm. They're like, we'll hook you up. Cool. And they ordered that for me and it came in. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a good quick hit. Well, Sam. We've done 29 episodes of this, Ross. Next next time is the big 3-0. You say it so... Uh, no, it's amazing. I love doing it. Your voice was bedraggled. Or, I'm not or bedraggled. Or... I'm not I'm not. I'm not haggled. <laughs> Whatever you said. <laughs> your, voice, your, your voice sounds like Hagrid. Hagrid. Uh, yeah, 30. Um, let's do it in a fortnight. In a fortnight, we'll actually do it. We'll try to get this one out by Wednesday. In a fortnight, we'll see you, Ross. It'll be, it'll, it'll, two weeks from now will be December 21st. Okay. I'm just saying out loud that there are holidays impending. Right. But we yeah, can do it. We let's can do, do it. it. Where can people find show notes for this fine episode, Ross? Sam and Ross like things. Dot com. Dot com. Right at the top. At the top. Yeah. And you can reach me on the internet. I'm at Ross Catro, C-A-T-R-O-W, on all the things. Um, if you'd like to sponsor this really professional, incredibly professional podcast, you can just email me, rcatro, C-A-T-R-O-W, at gmail.com. And I'm Sam Davies. You can find me as at Mr. Beefy on the things where I have that or at the real Mr. Beefy on the things where I don't. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, Is that that's it, Sam? It. All right. Bye, Ross. See you, Sam. Bye. We just woke up a six-year-old. <laughs>